This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Wake up, America, before it's too late. The Steve Day Show. And greetings. Happy Wednesday. Thank you for tuning in here today, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. My name is Steve Dace. His name is Todd Erzin. His name is Aaron McIntyre. You have a name, too. Maybe one day we shall learn it. Thank you for tuning in here today to the program. We've got a lot going on, as we do each and every day. It's a Wednesday, so you know, coming up later in the show. A visit from the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, who is downright giddy. By his standards, all right, which just means he was normally maudlin. But he was downright giddy by his standards a week ago. We will see if full the fullness of woe and lamentation has returned when our colleague Daniel Horowitz joins us here uh, at the bottom of next hour. We'll play a full hour of buy, sell, or hold, courtesy of submissions selected by you in the audience. And then uh, the ones we didn't have time to get to, we will do those in the overtime for Blaze TV subscribers today at blazetv.com slash dace, which is also where you can go if you're not yet a Blaze TV subscriber to become one so you don't miss a little bonus buy, sell, or hold or any of our other exclusive content at blazetv.com slash dace. But before we get to all of that, let us begin as we always do with Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by Getting Grilled. Mainstream media is now becoming openly hostile to the White House when it comes to Joe Biden's mishandling of classified documents. Here's Corrine Jean-Pierre. Uh, on Friday, you stood here, though, and were asked about the documents issued by our counsel 18 times. At that point, the president's lawyers had found these five additional pages of classified documents. So did you not know on Friday that those documents had been found when you were at the podium? Or are you being directed by someone to... Not be forthcoming on this issue. I'm, I have been forthcoming from this podium. Did you or did you not know about the additional five I, I already, I literally just answered that question. But I, I, I missed just, it, so is it yes or well, no? Well, I, I mean, you're you're not too far sitting next to her, so I was very clear. I provided I provided the information that you all had at the time. Did you and know? I confirmed. No, I did not know. I'm saying I had the information. I actually said this to Cecilia. I had the information that you all had at the time. I'll See you guys tomorrow. That turned out to be false. Are you sorry about that? I'll see you tomorrow. Moving on, Project Veritas is back at it this time in Georgia. James O'Keefe here in Fulton County, Georgia. Quentin Bostick, who holds a PhD from Georgia State, is a former literacy educator who had his teaching license revoked around 2017. Quentin now works as a project manager for the teaching lab with a $15 million budget dedicated to creating more equitable curriculums. Bostick is now on his own selling curriculums he created to the state of Georgia. He admitted to having multiple private companies where he profits off the curriculums that he sells. And it's amazing how you've gotten the schools to purchase a curriculum. And they don't sell a 
I'm a, I always have a good salesman, but I'm also an evil salesman. It's like so bad. So the, the public schools have the state funding, right? They do. So the state is basically paying for your curriculum without knowing what's in it. How many schools in Georgia have your curriculum? Two. Two districts, actually. So Blue County um, and then Cobb County. You make that profit, Mike. Yeah. Not oh, yeah. Bad. Good. Mm -hmm. Good. Mm -hmm. the, state, I mean, the state pays for that. Correct. Yeah. They do. The state pays for it. The state pays for your stuff. Mm -hmm. They don't know critical race theory is in it. Right, of course. They don't know. They don't know. I mean, so basically this goes right into the account. And your account. Mm -hmm. Not teaching habits. Nope, my account. The problem with this is that Bostick admits his curriculum is rooted in CRT, also known as critical race theory, which happens to be illegal to teach in the state of Georgia. Bostick says that if Governor Kemp and his wife found out what he was doing, Governor Kemp's wife is an educator, that Bostick would be, quote, nailed for doing it. Is critical race theory illegal in the schools here? It is bad. It's still bad in the school. It's like, he's like, such an idiot. Like, his wife has a lot of stuff in education here. Those are wrong teacher. What do you think she would do if she found out? The teaching lab the company mentioned in that video has since scrubbed their website. Georgia Governor Brian Kemp couldn't be reached for comment because he's in bleeping Davos. Speaking of Davos, one of the worst Republicans in Congress, Florida Representative Maria Salazar was on some sort of panel where she said, we need to grant 15 million illegal aliens living in the U.S. so-called dignity. But we need to also give dignity to those people who are in the country. And those are the people that I represent. We're talking about 13, 15 million people who are most of them Hispanics, I would say 85%, who speak my language, look like me, and sound like me, that are contributing with the economy of this country, and they live in the shadows. Let's pause for a moment here and reflect on how thankful we should be for our benevolent overlords. Here's John Kerry. And when you stop and think about it, it's pretty extraordinary that we, select group of human beings because of whatever touched us at some point in our lives are able to sit in a room and come together and uh, actually talk about saving the planet. I mean, it's so almost extraterrestrial to think about, quote, saving the planet. And if you said that to most people, most people, they think you're just a crazy tree-hugging, lefty, liberal, you know, do-gooder, whatever. Greta Thunberg, feeling as if she hasn't had enough attention recently, went to a coal mine in Germany and staged her own arrest yesterday. Old man yells at cloud update. Here's Al Gore. The troposphere. Uh, and it's only five to seven kilometers thick. That's what we're using as an open sewer. If you could drive a car straight up in the air at interstate highway speeds, you'd get to the top of that blue line in five minutes. And all the greenhouse gas pollution would be below you. We're still putting 162 million tons into it every single day. And the accumulated amount is now trapping as much extra heat as would be released by 600,000 Hiroshima-class atomic bombs exploding every single day on the Earth. That's what's boiling the oceans, creating these atmospheric rivers and the rain bombs. Moving on, Philadelphia Flyers defenseman Ivan Provorov refused to participate in the team's so-called Pride Night and would not wear rainbow-adorned warm-up gear. A Russian Orthodox Provorov was asked about the matter. Everybody, I respect everybody's choices. My choice is to stay true to myself and my religion. That's all I'm going to say. Any, like I said, that's all I'm going to comment on that. Um, if you have any hockey questions, I would, I would answer those. And finally, a day in the life of a journalist. 
This is my sustainable morning routine as a journalist working in London. I wake up around 11am and start the day with some self-care and catch up on some reading. I'll then do a 20-minute yoga session before breakfast, which today is totally sustainable bug cereal and plant-based milk served with a generous pinch of fair trade sugar. Mmm. Knowing that I'm not killing the planet makes it even more delicious. I'll then give my plants some breakfast as I think about what I'm going to write about that day. But not before the all-important soy latte. Mmm. Caffeine. I usually start writing at one depending on my editor's demands, but I'm lucky to have the freedom to write about the real issues that matter to me. For lunch, I'm having my favourite plant-based eggs and bacon, which tastes exactly like the real thing without destroying the planet. And yes, that is maple syrup. Mmm, heaven. After lunch, it's time to burn some cows and take Trotsky for a walk, so that he isn't too tired when my girlfriend and her boyfriend get back from East London later tonight. And that's what happened while we were away. That's not parody. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's not even satire. I mean, was that a documentary? Was that an actual <laughs> profile? I like how the first thing he did in the morning was start with self-care. <laughs> I know. Self-care. Aaron's Montage brought to you by Eden Pure. You can purify the air in your home and get healthy, clean, fresh-smelling air. Eliminate odors, killed mold and mildew, easy for me, for me to say, uh, and bacteria and viruses with the Eden Pure Thunderstorm Air Purifier that uses Oxy technology to seek out odors and air pollutants in your home and destroy them. It doesn't mask or cover up bad odors or pollutants. It eliminates them. And it's called the thunderstorm because it purifies the air in your home and provides you with pure, fresh air, just like what you can breathe after a thunderstorm. Right now, you can save 200 bucks on the Eden Pure Thunderstorm 3-pack for whole home protection. Three units for under 200 bucks when... A lot of competitors in this space are charging well over 600 So put one in your basement, bedroom, family room, kitchen, anywhere you need. Clean, fresh air. Gotten a lot of positive feedback about this partner since they came on board about the middle of last year. So try it yourself. We did it at our house, and it passed with flying colors. With this special offer, get three units for under 200 bucks and free shipping. And free shipping. By the way, did I mention these are filterless? You're not going to be replacing filters, so the cost of that out of your own pocket, nor the time and energy, you won't have to do that ever again. All right, so Steve3 is the discount code for this great offer. Steve3 is the discount code when you go to EdenPureDeals.com. That's EdenPureDeals.com, and use the discount code Steve3. All right, so let us get to let us let us get to the montage. And I'm going to start in maybe a somewhat unlikely place. Not because the work that they did and have continually done has not been exemplary. But we have, we have seen a lot, at least I have seen a lot of moments already. It's January 18th, all right? We have been on the air. This is our 10th day that we came back. Came back on January 9th, right? No, so our 9th day back. We haven't been back even two weeks yet. And already I've said this is the perfect encapsulation of this moment or this thing or this phenomenon a couple of times already, mm -hmm. right? I'm going to do it again. And maybe I need to pace myself because, you know, we've got like another 200 some odd shows to do this year. <laughs> so if we're going to if we're going to fill the, the perfect portrait card here before we get out of January, we're going to come up with some other stuff. Yeah, here, easy, right? Vasily. Hit me. Hit yeah. me. But I, it, these are these are portraits 
and juxtapositions that I think it's important for us to make a note of and important for those of you that are watching or within the sound of my voice and listening to this to to make a note of, to, to bookmark, to pay attention to. So here we have this, the latest in this just absolute slays report from Project Veritas, right? Where they get a guy on camera admitting he's gaming the system, he's breaking the law, basically. Okay, fine. Did you catch what Aaron said at the end? Did you hear the part? Did you hear what he said at the end? Governor Kemp in Georgia. And man, remember... Remember for about two weeks in the spring of 2020 when he was aggressively reopening Georgia over the, like, over, over the wishes of Donald Trump? Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, Brian Kemp, 24, call me. Remember yeah, that? I do. <sighs> that was... In the future, you know, it is kind of a dude code, all right? When it's way past closing time and you're desperate... That's usually when your buddies are supposed to step in to stop you from making a mistake, okay? That you're going to regret later and maybe for the rest of your life. You know what I'm saying? Okay? So in the future, because the pickings are slim around here, when someone does something extraordinary and my heart will go on because <laughs> I'm... <laughs> Because as Mencken once said, behind every cynic, there really is a romantic uh, who's just been disappointed too many times. There is an idealist deep in the blackened resources, recesses of my disappointed heart, dying to come out. All right. Like Bonnie Tyler, I need a hero. I need when that when when that happens, I need you guys to fire up the closing time and tell me, Stephen. It's time to go home. Okay, just, Stephen, go home. Go home, Stephen. You know what I'm saying? Just, can All you do me that? All we need now is a long-distance dedication from Delilah or something. Can, can that you, was can, touching right there. Can, can you do me that solid? Okay. I'd be honored. Because for about two weeks, man, for about two weeks in the spring of 2020, I mean, I would have, I might have accepted a few indecent proposals from Brian Kep. We were so desperate for any form of leadership at that point in time. You know what I mean? So with that, with that poor excuse for judgment on my part acknowledged, <laughs> this, is the, this is the conservative podcaster version of a walk of shame, all right? With Day spares that, all. Yes, with that acknowledged, the line of Governor Kemp could not be reached for comment because he's in Davos to meet with the World Economic Forum. I, I, is there a better portrait in recent times of the duality of what it means to be a part of the American right? Is there? Is there? We've got Project Veritas, man. How did they find this needle in a haystack in Georgia? I mean, the amount of muckraking it took to do. You know what I'm trying to say? The amount of schlepping, needle in the haystack, finding. I mean, the, 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 
the hustle it took to dig to, to to find this guy, dig him up, and then get undercover with him enough to get him talking. That, that didn't just happen in a, in a in a day or a week. You know what I'm saying? That takes major effort and resources. And they get this guy on camera admitting he is breaking state law and they're subsidizing it. Right? So here's the base. This, this the, here's the base. Working hard. Working Penub, man. Working Penub and all the Wong Haces, Buckwheat. All right? Work, working fingers to the bone, grinding. Here's the base. Just grinding to save America. Grinding. With a Kobe Bryant-like work ethic, man. And here's the Republican governor that everybody just re-elected. Uh, he's in Davos. <laughs> I mean, it's just, you, you can't tell me. Tell me there has been a in in the, in the years we have done this together. Is there a better snapshot? Of what it looks like to be a member of the of the American right. The duality of it. I mean, I can't. I got I got cosmetic surgery done. I got a nip and tuck. I got I, you know I was sagging in a couple places. I got a lift right. Um, I got my hair done. I got my nails done right. I got my toenails done. All right. I got a bikini wax. I got everything. I got everything. Oh, he's over at his girlfriend's house. I mean, <laughs> I love this show. I love this show. We've got pretty broad shoulders and we do it day after day after day. But I love the And it comes for all of us differently when that that one issue comes and it just causes. I mean, I am Cuba Gooden Jr. right now and you are Tom Cruise. Like you are hanging on by a very thin thread. And I dig that about you. I mean, but this I want to go Cuba, Cuba Gooden Jr. Help me help you. <laughs> help me help you. I mean, I, I just, in my entire career, that is maybe the best encapsulation in one moment I have seen of what it means to be a member of the American right and the relationship that many of you within the sound of my voice have had with this wretched political party for way too long. It doesn't deserve us. Project Veritas is out here digging up bones, man. Brian Kemp's all like, but on the other hand, there's a golden band and it's inscribed WF, man. So peace out. Maybe I'll get to it when I get back. We'll see. In the you're, meantime, in the meantime, we'll cut that pilot. We'll cut that guy a few more checks. While I'm off in Davos. You're overblowing this. The GOP is in good stead in, in Georgia. They just took back the set. Oh, wait. Sorry about that. I'm sorry, man. I just... I know... I know the conservative media handbook says that I am supposed to spend almost this entire time pouncing on Greta Thunberg staging her own arrest with agitprop and crisis actors. And I got to say, this is one time that, frankly, the conservative media handbook might actually be right. And I probably should have done that because it is well-deserving nevertheless. But I, I just, and in fact, I think in my mind, I actually had that in mind looking at the montage of where I was going to go. 
It's just when yeah. when Aaron closed that clip with Brian Kemp can't be reached because he's in Davos with the World Economic Forum. I'm just like, okay, man. We we need to park the car right here for a minute and make sure everybody heard that. Everybody. Axios Atlanta on Kemp's visit to Davos. Kemp's participation indicates how his own prominence has risen in four years. It's also an indicator of his push to land even more international economic developments in Georgia. Earlier in the day, Kemp told state lawmakers he was going to Davos because it's a great opportunity to be out here to share Georgia's success story with people from around the world. Because I believe they can certainly learn a thing or two from us. Didn't just a couple of years ago, your success story include losing the All-Star game? Yeah. Is, the, is this how you get it back? Yeah. Remember when that guy refused to back down on the heartbeat bill, even though yeah. Disney threatened to pull their entire operation out of the state? This is why, man, this is why in, in almost every primary cycle, I tend to glom on to who the new hotness is every time because they haven't been tainted yet. They haven't been tainted yet. Okay. I mean, none of these guys get better the longer they're in there. None of them do. None of them do. Let's be fair, though. Let me put you on the spot. You're governor. I come to you uh, as your chief of staff. Uh, governor Steve, uh, would you like to go to Davos? How do you answer that question? Uh, bleep no. <laughs> Not no, but bleep no. No. There's I mean, no nuance? My answer would be, I mean, does the jurisdiction of the... Of, of the of the state police extend that far? Are we going there to arrest people? Are we going there to arrest the people that tried to poison my constituents when, with the virus and choke them out? Are we going there to confront the people that, that, I, that I disavowed, that I disobeyed, that I defied when I reopened my state? Is that what we're going there to do? No. We're going there to schmooze. I just... Can... This is amazing, and my goal is for people to tweet at us afterwards, like, did he just spend 28 minutes talking about Cliff Davos? Because that's <laughs> what I'm trying to make happen here. But the utter difference, because I, the reason I just asked you that question, what do you think if I, do you think for one nanosecond, Governor DeSantis thought about going to Davos? No. Here's the thing, This though. is an important... Here, let me say this, though. Would I be able to say that in 2025 or 2026? No. No. These guys all have born on dates, man. That doesn't, by the way, that doesn't mean that maybe my boy Chip will break the mold. I don't see any signs of him slipping. If anything, he's gotten more confrontational and ornery in the last year. He's gotten more pissed off. Okay. So, you know, maybe one or two guys can break the mold. Maybe Ron DeSantis is one of those guys that can break the mold. I don't want to find out. That's why he needs to run now. Rather than we come in here to do this show in 2025 and you guys are like, you don't want to hear this. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because the, what, what do the odds show? I mean, look at Donald Trump. Donald, Donald Trump went from risking a not insignificant portion of his personal fortune to be a vehicle and a vessel for people and, and their issues that the system despises. 
to the point of calling them deplorables to their face, right? Mm -hmm. And now he's like, I don't know. I mean, we had the greatest lockdowns. We saved a bunch of lives and, um, and uh, take my poisonous jab, you plebs. And here's Woody Johnson with his asbestos baby powder. Uh, and uh, he's got a ton of money, don't you know? And on the very day that he got cited by the FDA, I mean, how bad did, how bad did it have to be for J&J, right? That they couldn't even buy off the FDA. You know what I'm trying to say? That even the FDA was like, all right, there's just not enough zeros there. We got to be honest about this. And on that very day, he calls him up on stage at his last rally to, to, to slurp him. Donald Trump wouldn't have done that in 2015, 26. First of all, he wouldn't, wanted, wouldn't have wanted another billionaire alpha on the stage with him. You know what I'm saying? He would have wanted it all to himself. So the, the, that's why the odds are, I mean, I know some really smart people, met, you know, a guy I know, we were just hanging out, came to Nashville to see the film. Here's looking out, Fred. Really smart guy, successful businessman. He's like, DeSantis ought to just wait for 28 Maybe that's what DeSantis ought to do. That's not what we want. Because if past history is indicative of future performance, what is more likely to be the case in 2028? Ron DeSantis is still the Okie from Muskogee, or we're like, guys, remember when we thought Ron DeSantis was a thing? I don't want to answer that. Because we've seen this a million times. Now, maybe he'll break the mold. I don't want to, when me and my kids' future's on the line, I don't want to, I'm not going to bet that and find out. Put the guy in there now when he's hot and bothered. Put him in there now. Before it gets touched by whatever touched yeah, exactly. John Kerry yes. and his ilk? Yes, yes, That sounds, literally, we've maybe, been, maybe, we've been touched. Maybe he is, and maybe Chip is, like a generational contrarian those do occur right yes can you make a lot of money betting on those though no they just sort of happen and almost in spite of you right yes yeah trying to game plan that out has that ever worked for us no No. so find the guy right now who's nazareth's hair of the dog and throw that some bitch in the ring now throw him in there now don't wait throw him in there now because waiting hasn't worked really well Right. I mean, I saw Mike Huckabee go from uh, populist champion Christian uh, conservative to, well, we shouldn't have shut down the government to stop Obamacare. And, you know, the Republican base is too demanding of Republican politicians. Same guy, like in just a few years. I mean, I just nope, nope. When he's when 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 that when he's raring to go, throw him in there right now. Don't wait. There's no waiting. No one gets better waiting. I can't think of anyone that's gotten better waiting. No one. Which brings me to the moment you already mentioned. And I think this also indicates the difference in worldview here. And it's very important. We have sayings within the church like God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies those whom he calls. Right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Whom God, uh, you know, who God appoints, he equips, right? Very encouraging. And, and, and it's very encouraging. It could be Gideon with his fleece, the original 300, right? Can be David the shepherd, right? Can be, you, you know, um, when God himself comes, he uh, is born in a barn, literally, with animals. In a stable. He's raised by a carpenter. He learns how to get his hands dirty. 
nothing good comes from Nazareth, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. And so one of the things, and that's one of the reasons why a lot of you have gotten more preaching than you've heard in most of your lives. And uh, by listening to this show the last few years, hosted by a kid born to a 15 year old mom who tried to major in super tech mobile in college, because that's how, that's how the kingdom of God operates, Right takes the takes this thing takes the takes those and the things that this world says don't have any value right god gives grace to the humble right okay and elevates them because ultimately by defying those world systems who gets the glory god does right yeah of course and so when you get a gathering of believers together that are called to be a part of a movement, it will often be people that as they were, as, as they were coming up, you would not have expected. Yeah. This is the crucial point. right? Okay. There. Yeah. And so they're not a select group of people. They're a selected group of people. And not because of anything that they have or possess that God needs just because God called. What John Kerry is telling you is how the enemy's kingdom operates. It's incredible to be sitting here with this group of elitists here that are just smarter and better than everybody else. And it's just amazing that we were able, despite, you know, our prodigious egos and, and, uh, and portfolios, we were able to come together here to save you from yourselves, plebes, without even knowing you needed saving. That's the difference. Pronouns are the difference, just in more ways than one. A lot of first person talking there. Why? Because they're like their father who said, I will ascend. I will become like the Most High. You will be like God. There's a snapshot there for you in the difference in worldview right there. We'll come back. Let's play some buy, sell, or hold. And maybe I'll find another Republican politician to glom onto who will just disappoint us later in the meantime. Stick to it. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Well, we have been talking about sharing, promoting, indulging, if we're talking about Todd, overindulging <laughs> in uh, the outstanding extreme altitude red wines from our friends over at Bonner Private Wines here on the show for the last several years. Uh, 9,000 feet of altitude is where these Malbec grapes are grown deep in the Andes Mountains by uh, local vineyards and families that have been doing this now for going on a second century. They taste absolutely out standing and they're wines that are impossible to get on your own that's why you want to get them through our friends over at bonner private wines and they want to make the deal even sweeter for you so the standard deal here where you get 50 percent off the wine and then 50 percent off the shipping and that's a big thing by the way when we're talking about imported wines that standard deal that we've been offering you with bonner that still stands but now they are offering a fourth bottle 
uh, a small batch bottle from their private collection and seller. So now that includes four bottles for the price of three with the half off and half off the shipping. When you go to Bonner Private Wines, that's plural, bonnerprivatewines.com slash Steve today. That's bonnerprivatewines.com slash Steve today. Todd would highly recommend that you do that. I do. He does. Let's get to buy, sell, or hold. This is where you take over the show in the middle of the week, in the middle of the show for a good solid hour. You determine the questions and topics and propositions and prophecies that Todd and I will be buying or selling and maybe even offering a really good reason uh, for why we made that decision. If at any point in time you choose to hold, you have punked out. And you have to go to South Carolina and figure out why the hell Donald Trump is going there at the end of the month to get an endorsement from Lindsey Graham, who he just called a rhino last week. Hmm. Todd is thinking this might be the first time I hold because I I, I I, I'm I'm genuinely curious myself. I don't feel like I have to go to confession <laughs> by saying yes to this one. So, <laughs> all right, Aaron, begin. We will begin with some investing advice. This comes from comedian Tim Young, who said, "I don't want to publicly give out these investing tips, but you can share them on the show." Okay. He has buy the Trump NFT where he's in space, sell the Trump NFT where he's a cowboy, and hold all the Trump NFTs close to your heart. Some investing advice from Tim Young, friend of the show. I, I think that's absolutely solid investing advice. I do. Are these the trading cards? Yes, the digital yeah. trading cards. Yes, yes. We and, will- and I would definitely, I'm going to tell you right now, if they sell a Trump digital trading card, Trump in space, I might have to see if I can get the wife to sign off on that purchase. I mean, I just... Do they have Trump with the orb? Oh. Dude. Seems obvious. I'm telling you right now, that would be a bestseller. I mean, I I think I might just go ahead and buy that one on the on my own and then oh. I get permission from the wife later Dude, on. Okay? I don't think they... I'm like, honey, yeah. it's Trump with the flipping orb. I don't okay? think they've really... Do they have Trump uh, on the White House lawn yelling at the kid with the lawnmower? I mean, that's what you need <laughs> yes, to do with this. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yep. All right. Next one. We will begin with Keith Malinak producer of uh, Pat Gray here on Blaze TV, Joe Biden will leave office before Memorial Day. Bye. You're going to buy. Go ahead. Um, I, I could change my mind in two seconds about this, but listen, the, the montage, it, among other things, nobody deserves that more than Jean-Pierre. Nobody. Love it. But th- to watch the press, like, just pivot from clapping like seals to just kick it into high gear and mm-hmm. like we're Woodward and Bernstein everybody, now. Everybody's Tim Russert it's like now. This yes. is, uh, yeah. It just became whatever, whatever the answer was, when did this start? Seven days, seven, it's been less than seven days probably. Yep. It's a lot higher now to this. So yeah, I'll buy. It's a good, it's one of those bets you tell me about all the time where it's- Value bet. It's a value bet. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, because- if, if they're saying that, if, if they're only giving you like 30% odds of that happening. Yeah. I, I, I think there's higher than 30% odds. So there is a value bet there. So for that reason, I, I was on the fence, but the value bet aspect of it 
hasn't ha, you have piqued my interest so i i will buy as well it is it is very clear a switch has been flipped here and if we know anything you know rush used to call these uh, acts of uh, what was it accidental journalism all right uh, you still may get some of that individually but Corporately, when you see a switch flipped like this corporately, essentially Joe Biden and those the Joe Biden documents have suddenly become like that uh, the, the the danger to our democracy, uh, you know, uh, meme and clip that has gone around the last couple of years of every local newscast in America using the exact same terminology, right? Clearly, some kind of uh, switch was flipped, some kind of code red here was issued. To what end, I don't know, but I think there's enough of a chance that Keith is correct, that I'll buy it along the lines of what you said as a value bet. Next, we go to when howitzers fly, who says the ATF recently released pistol brace rule is going to be overturned and leads to the Supreme Court overturn of the National Firearms Act after after repeals, similar to how Roe v. Wade was finally challenged. So this is going to be kind of a, a domino effect. I could see that, too, potentially. Um. I'm trying to remember the last time we lost a major Second Amendment course or Second Amendment case at the court. And this court kind of strikes me in totality. Like I like I think I think I think Thomas is absolutely one of us. I think Alito is close. I think that um, I think Gorsuch is like a um, who's the guy that I like uh, the Ron Paul guy that wrote nullification several years ago Thomas uh, I can't think of his name now who's got a really good podcast by the way I've been on I wish I could remember senior moment sorry I'm going to be 50 soon gonna happen more often but I think I think Gorsuch is like a very earnest sort of libertarian and I think when you put those three together with uh, Kavanaugh who kind of represents the Karl Rove wing of the Republican Party in fact I think if I, I didn't I even call him Karl Rove in a robe when Trump nominated him right um, Amy Coney Barrett, who is uh, a woman of deep personal conviction, but also feels the need to get the approval of others publicly and to apologize for them. OK, right. I, I think that you've got a, a pretty good encapsulation. There's that word again of the modern Republican Party with the current conservative, quote unquote, conservative justices. Fair. OK, I think there's a pretty good encapsulation on that. And Mitch McConnell and, and John Cornyn and their type in D.C. aside, everywhere else, there are two issues right now that, for the most part, now as soon as I say this, a bunch of you get to email me about how your particular governor or legislator on this issue sucks, and you're probably true. But as a general rule right now, you can trust Republicans most of the time where you live to be some form of pro-Second Amendment and pro-life, some form of it. May not be the form you want, may not be as aggressive as you want the form to be, but some form of it, okay? Um, and it, It's just some of the other issues that we're facing today that are more immediate threats, like COVID stand, that they suck on, 
Like Mike DeWine signed some great pro-life legislation in Ohio, for example. Know what I'm, mm-hmm. And so it sort of seems like this court is kind of a proxy for the overall state of the Republican Party on a national basis. So just like they used the Dobbs case to, to make a landmark statement about overturning Roe, I could see them do the same thing when it came to the Second Amendment. I don't know, though, like I, like, like I wouldn't trust most Republicans with like any other issues other than those. Now, it seems like school choice is kind of starting to join this group, right? Like, it seems like Republicans are like, okay, let's finally be for the stuff we should have done 20 years ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it seems like school choice is maybe another cycle or two away from being sort of like an accepted issue that most Republicans that you elect around America will do something on, like the Second Amendment and pro-life is now. Okay. So, but... Um, I, I see the Supreme Court as kind of emblematic of that. So, yeah, I could I could see it. So I'll buy. I'll buy. Next up, we go to Gary Rasmussen Jr., who says, In fair or honest world, Whitlock's COVID special should receive some sort of an award. Oh, complete buy. One of the most remarkable presentations and broadcasts I've ever been a part of. If you did not get a chance to see it, um, I, I, it debuted last night. Uh, I, I woke up this morning and saw a lot of clips from it being shared. I mean, the the guest list of who he was able to bring in and fly yeah. into Nashville to put this thing together from Senator Ron Johnson to RFK Jr. to um, John Stockton and lots of Navy SEALs. And I, I mean, it just this was absolutely a remarkable, uh, a remarkable dissemination of information. And, and and it was powerfully presented. It is it's one of the most extraordinary things I've had a, I've had the honor to be a part of in my career. And you know, for them to let me have the last word uh, and kind of sum it all up was quite an honor as well. So, uh, if you have not seen it here on Blaze TV, I would highly highly recommend. It. In fact, I might even tell you come back watch our show again. Uh, finish it later. Go watch that right now. That's how good it was. Yeah. Bye. Uh, John Baxter says within two years, the NFL will start to do more extensive screening of potential draftees at the Combine for underlying cardiac issues. And we'll see an uptick from the occasional once every decade type situation and reported heart issues at the Combine. Bye. I'm going to sell because I think that might happen at this Combine, actually. I, I could see it happening sooner than that. I think it could happen at this Combine. So I'll sell for that reason. But I agree with you in principle. Steve Ackerman says the Kansas City Chiefs will be rooting for Buffalo this weekend because they want no part of the Cincinnati Bengals. So, so I want the. You Bengals. mean after what happened last year, for example? Well, they beaten they mm-hmm. beat the Chiefs three times in one calendar year. That that's that's a thing. Yeah. So, yeah. As I, a Chiefs I, fan, I want the Bengals. I just want to try. Yeah, I, I'm gonna sell because I just when you have when you have the best player in the world on your team. You have a tendency not. You have a tendency to think you probably aren't going to lose very often, and and not to be all that intimidated, and um, and that's, and I think that's what's so fascinating about for me for, about the Kansas City Buffalo thing is I think the Chiefs have the best player, and a, a top five roster in the NFL. I think the Bills have a top five player in their quarterback, and the best roster in the NFL. That's why these two teams the, played such an incredible mm-hmm. classic a year ago. The Chiefs you saw are kind those two of the new Packers. They got Aaron Rodgers. Yes, I mean, they, in terms of the quarterback-driven franchise, that's yeah. not a bad analogy. Yeah. I, I mean, I think, 
I don't think I think they are doing a better job of replenishing the players around him than what like you'll see the Chiefs maybe not draft guys on the interior mm-hmm. when they maybe should because of, of the focus to put weapons around him and mm-hmm. I think that's what your Packers I think did not do enough of in the Rodgers era they did a great job well they did a great job building a more of a team in the Favre era but in the Rodgers era I think and that was always his big complaint right mm-hmm. you guys never took weapons to mm-hmm. you know put around me like what was done for Peyton Manning and is being done now for Pat Mahomes but yeah I, I can see that but they built a team that Year to like year. Like I said, always year to year. And yeah. that's just why they got rid I mean, they got rid of Tariq Hill for a reason. Yeah. By the way, he, he had a hell of a year, though. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm not because not he was bad, but because he was going to be too costly and yeah. that wasn't worth one player. I mean, yeah. I, think it's, I think it's smart. But don't – am I wrong? If they play – don't they want to play the Bengals because if the Bells, Bills win, they play that's in a, a neutral, neutral field, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But if they play yeah. the Bengals, that's they true. play at home, right? That's so true. I, so I, I would actually think they're rooting for the Bengals. Exactly. Then. Yeah. So, yeah, then so we'll sell. Yeah, I forgot about that because of the – uh, because of what happened with the game cancellation yeah. with Hamlin's injury or heart attack. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Butler says the real reason we are, I'm going to put air quotes on this, investing so much in Ukraine is in the boxes, in the garage, and other places. At the, well, that's not conclu- uh, comprehensive in its analysis, but yeah, bye. At the very least, it's a factor. At the very least, it's a factor. And... We are in a in a very you know history doesn't just repeat it rhymes. This is a period of time that is to me is very is reminds me very much of World War One. And if, if if you look at the lead up to World War One, Germany was America at the time. They were the most powerful, prosperous, um, enlightened, progressive nation on earth. They had essentially created a form of benevolent, um, autocratic government where people had basic human rights and things of that nature. It was just through the the Kaiser regime and not through a traditional democratic process. Um, And they were a technological marvel for the era. And a culture lets go of the rope, and within one generation, they plunge the world into not one but two global cataclysms as a result. The rest of Europe was largely like um, an oligarchy. Essentially, just like you're seeing now, Russia and Ukraine is basically Vladimir Putin versus George Soros and Davos. That's basically what it is. The average person in Russia and the average person everywhere else in the West, their lives won't change at all by who wins this unless it would be allowed to spill over into a broader conflict, and then you would. And that's, that's emblematic of the Habsburgs dynasties that came out of colonial Europe, post-Reformation Europe, and all these families intermarried, and they're all related. And now, you know, uh, these, these, the 1% of the 1% here with the Habsburgs are just going to have a, a pissing contest. After what happens to the Archduke Ferdinand, that's the the powder keg moment. After what happens to, was it his son or nephew, if I recall, gets assassinated by Marxists in Serbia. And, you know, and and they've all got alliances and allegiances on different, you know, sides here, Um, even though they're all interrelated. They're all the same people. They're literally all the same people. And they just decide, you know what, let's just go out there and kill 20 million people. That's what they did. I mean, there there was no higher principle. 
Nothing, nothing was at stake. If we all would have been better. The world would have been much better off if Germany had won World War I. Never see a Weimar Republic. Never see a, a rise of the Third Reich. There was no higher point at stake. It was literally just drop trows and pull out the rulers. That, that's literally what happened. And out of that came weapons of mass destruction, um, came uh, air war, um, biological agents. About 20 million people died in that war for literally nothing. Nothing. I mean, the, the only difference between what Putin wants and what Davos wants is who gets the letterhead. That's the only difference. They're fighting. This is a fight over nothing. But they care. The elites care. And I think that's what this is getting to, right? They care. And so therefore you die. So I'll buy. All right, back here with Hour 2, live and on demand right here on Blaze TV Radio and Podcast. Steve Dace here with Todd Erzin and Aaron McIntyre, and of course all of you. And all of you, hopefully not all at once, can let us know what you think about what we think via the stevedace.com inbox. Just email the show, steve at stevedace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook, MeWe and Gab. Follow me at Steve Dace Show on Twitter and Getter and TikTok and Instagram. And then don't forget to look for me as well over on Truth Social at Real Steve Dace there on Truth Social. Last name is D-E-A-C-E. For those of you that listen to the podcast, we thank you very much. Uh, We would ask that uh, you would show your gratitude for the show by hitting subscribe or follow whichever applies wherever you podcast and leaving us a five-star review as well and thank you so much to all of you that have done those things for us already we are very grateful for each and every one of you because you've helped our show to grow so thank you part two of buy seller hold brought to you by bullion max as we continue to see inflation highs we have not seen in 40 plus years the valuation of the dollar decreasing with each passing day you continue to pay more for everything else uh, the grocery store, cars, housing, etc. This is why now is an excellent time to learn why people of means, smart people, have protected their wealth, their productivity, their prosperity from government debasement schemes throughout history using rare commodities like gold and silver. Right now, if you want to get started in that space, go to our friends at Bullion Max and get the silver starter kit at employee pricing. They can't offer it any less expensive than that. That's as inexpensive as they can offer it at employee pricing. If you just go to bullionmax.com slash Steve, the kit includes, as you'll see there if you're watching, uh, five of the most desirable silver products to invest in, including the silver American Eagle coin. All right, so get it at employee pricing. Go, uh, Bullion Max's silver starter kit at employee pricing at bullionmax.com slash Steve. Remember, though, this offer is so good, they're limiting it to just one per household when you go to bullionmax.com slash Steve. Now we go back to Aaron for part two of buy, sell, or hold. We will continue with Luke Zedgwick, who says the next American revival will have exorcism as a hallmark of its evangelism, and churches who offer addiction and mental health deliverance ministries will have real cultural influence. If you're saying that, if you're making a statement basically on how out in the open 
the demonic influences in the culture are and the spiritual warfare that is taking place, how clear that has uh, become to those with eyes to see and ears to hear, I'll buy. I could buy that. If it's revival or bust, that's revival. It's not revival unless that stuff is happening. Amen. Given, given how systemic the demonic strongholds in the culture are at this particular point in time, that I, yes, I would agree. I don't, I don't know that I don't, and I'm not saying I disagree. I just, I don't know if that always is the case when a revival takes place. I mean, sometimes a revival can take place, I would guess in a, in a, in a place that has gotten lackadaisical or backslidden per se. Okay. Or taken their faith for granted or viewed it as sort of a birthright that they inherited. Right. But in this, I, I think that's certainly the case given how systemic and obvious the demonic influence in our culture currently is. And let's, when you talk about exorcism, I, I, I actually wrote a paper about this a while back, but it's the movie, The Exorcist, obviously you think of it and it's fantastical. It's, it. think of it more subtly. Now to be, when it's more subtle and less obvious, you need qualified people to deal with it responsibly. But think about Steve's great story that he's told multiple times about um the uh the pizza money that you brought home uh it just have to be the exact right of money to pay a bill mm-hmm. I, you don't th- think of it's that story in reverse that that's not it's caught co- it was cosmic to steve but it wasn't angels and demons but it was angels and demons you get so it's it's just it, it you there are opportunities uh where people are broken and sometimes it's just by you just need to go to a 12-step program but there's other times and it's more subtle where it's clearly a spiritual malady where an exorcism would be uh the correct uh course of action and that's why i i I think people read this and they think of the movie the exorcist Mm -hmm. it that's the fantastical yes that's not yeah the only way or, this or works. Benny Hinn flicking people in the forehead and they fall back. Yeah, exactly. Feigning to be their, not, their own, another version of a crisis actor feigning to be, uh, you know, uh, what is it? Smited in the spirit mm-hmm. or struck or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's not, that's a theatric. Yes. Moving on, we will go to Matt Stillinger, who says there will be some sort of negative pushback about the nefarious film from certain Christian types because it makes them uncomfortable. Matt adds he's really hoping this movie wrecks some people that need to hear it. This is my only worry about the movie. And if it comes to pass, I'm just going to let you know I'm going to be I'm going to be very angry. We, We have no time for that. You need to be uncomfortable. I think you can count on this. Yeah. Actually, I'll, I'll buy. And uh, now, first of all, this happened with Unplanned. I mean, I, I you know, and the same team, that, remember, the same team that produced Unplanned is produced, has produced Nefarious. This is their follow-up film, for those of you that don't remember that. And, you know, they, they really expected that, I mean, these guys are very staunch Catholics, they, you know, they, they, they absolutely expected the whole March for Life um, and Catholic Church, um, right to, you know, national right to life, um, monolith, that this is the movie that this is the movie that everyone says they've been waiting on. And they found a way aggressively, but tastefully to force you to see what abortion even actually is both in the womb and, and in the telemed scene. Okay. They didn't get the support from those entities, nearly support from those entities they thought they were going to get. 
and less, less the blowback uh, the, the, come. Then, then it got rated R, and they, that gave him another excuse. Um, I won't tell you who it was because it's not my place to tell you, but a a very prominent name within Christian corporate and um, um, cons- Christian conservative circles actually initially lobbied them to take the telemed scene out of the movie because it was too graphic. So you can you can count on this. And and that's why by the way through that experience that's why that's why this time they just decided we know how that game is played. We're not doing that again. This time we're going to actually go all the way with it. That's why this time the movie doesn't pull, not saying that Unplanned did, but Unplanned doesn't pull punches, but it does try to soften the blow to, of some of them, right? This movie will not do that at all. There will be no, yeah, you know. there will be no, you know, uh, scenic drives to work, listening to uplifting praise music. None of that. I mean, th- this movie is going to kick you in between the between the legs from the from almost the second it starts, yeah. and it won't stop kicking until you plead at the end for it to stop. Okay. And, and if you're the one, this is the throw rock into a pack of dogs. If you're the one complaining about this, you're the one who needed to see it. Yep. You don't owe it to Steve to watch it. You don't even owe it to God to watch that. This is not a sacrament or anything like this. Of course not. But. If if this if you try to Jesus juke on this and it's just, just I'm one of those PG Christians and that's better you, you you're the problem you are the problem this is not a, I've said it before this is not a PG th- faith your Lord was crucified to save you it is a rated R faith get it through your head I just had this conversation with my pastor on Monday he came over to the house to watch the movie. And I mean, he made this point. He said, there will absolutely be some put Christian pushback to this. And, and because the movie provokes all the way through, all the way through the movie provokes. Just like the book. Just like the book. It provokes the believer out of complacency and niceties. And it provokes the unbeliever to, to, to consider there is a larger world at play than what you think exists. The movie is... An, an hour and 40 minute provocateur session. That's what it is. It provokes the whole way. And um, a lot of times the people that need to be provoked don't want to be. And a lot of times, frankly, um, content and comfortable believers are the ones who want to be provoked even less than unbelievers. This, this movie will provoke yeah. unbelievers in ways they're used to being provoked by suspense thrillers and horror films, just not with the ideology they're accustomed yeah. to those provokings it occurring me with. Nuts. Yeah. Drives me nuts. Next. Like, I, like I can guarantee you, if we showed the movie to like, um, I'll just pick Bloody Disgusting, because when we, when we started filming... They, they're a horror uh, blog, prominent horror blog, and they did a story about Sean Patrick Flannery, part of his comeback, as he's playing a demon in a new film, right? I, I bet you if we lined up the staff at Bloody Disgusting and then the staff at Christianity Today, and oh. we put them, we sequestered them in different rooms and showed them the exact same film, which you guys have seen and does not pull any punches where, where belief systems or, or issues are concerned. Doesn't pull any punches at all. Not, does it pull any punches? Nope. nope. It does not. I promise you the folks at Bloody Disgusting would like the movie more. They might take issue with it, 
They yeah. might say, I kind of roll my eyes when he took that position. But in terms of the storytelling, the suspense, the quality of the production, oh, yeah. I, it, it, you know, not necessarily my belief system, but I respect yeah. the hell out of what you tried to do. Christianity Today would revolt mm-hmm. on, its, on the face of it. Yeah. They wouldn't even consider the craftsmanship because in the end, they know that part of the people, one of the groups of people that Nefarious is talking about and calling out Damn. is you. Yeah. Yeah. Next. We go to Joe Stetz. Buy, sell, or hold. This is a real Sam Harris uh, quote. Quote, if my aunt had balls, she'd be my uncle. Total buy. I, I, in <laughs> fact, I almost had this analysis yesterday. I mean, he uh, instead of accepting the yeah. reality of what was, his entire thing was, if, I if, wish if 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 if, 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 you know? I mean, well, I mean, if I had washboard abs, I'd actually be good looking. I mean, I mean there's lots of ifs. I mean, it is what it is. Okay, that is that is cash money, homie. Total buy. The whole response to Sam Harris was basically that ramen king gif where he points over his shoulder while he's eating, sprinkling the, yeah. and he's pointing at something Cuomo said of, yeah. about mm. the First Amendment. Yes, I think yes. or something. It's like, yeah. Um, what are we doing here? What are we even talking yeah, about? Yeah, if you didn't get yesterday's overtime when we talked about this more in depth, absolutely make sure you watch it because we broke that down and then we broke. And in the process, we broke Sam Harris even more, um, even more than he's obviously already broken, proving that there is no such thing as an atheist. No one's ever been an atheist. No one ever will be an atheist. Everyone ultimately believes in something, even if that something is themselves. Brian Johnson says Tom Brady should wait to see where Sean Payton ends up. And if it's a good fit, try to go to that team for one more Super Bowl push. Well, I'm, I don't know that that will work. Because to me, it looks like Peyton is, is heading more than likely to Denver. So they've already got a quarterback there, a Hall of Fame quarterback there, who didn't have that great of a year, but they can't move him. I mean, their salary, they're married to him. I, I just, I don't, I don't know that that would work. So to me, I think if, if, if Tom Brady doesn't need my advice, okay? Exactly. But, um, I mean, I'd, I'd be looking at Oakland. I'm sorry, Las Vegas. I've got Devontae Adams there. There's a lot of good players there on a team that was just in the playoffs last year. And my old offensive coordinator is the head coach there. And is also Nevada has a very favorable tax system like Florida does. Yeah, I, Steve, I don't, I don't care. Go, you, but he's going to keep playing unless he takes the booth job because the guy is, with the crypto thing and a divorce, he's... He needs the money. Uh, Steve Deese's mispronounced last name says... <laughs> what a name. Nice. With Steve's epic monologue where he called out big name conservative pundits and now Crowder alerting his audience that conservative media is bad or in bed with big tech, there will be a major realignment of listenership in the conservative radio and podcast world. I mean, I, I hope that's true. I hope that's true. I don't know if it is. I did watch some of... Um, uh, Steven's video yesterday. I didn't get a chance to get all the way through it, but I saw enough of it to get the gist of it. Um, let me let me say this because I got a lot. I did get a lot of questions about this after his video. I wanna, so since you brought that up, so I'm going to buy that in the hopes that that is true. Okay, so I'm going to buy in the hopes that that's true. But if you give me a second, since this was brought up and I've been asked a lot of questions about it, and I I, I posted this on Twitter last night, I only know my own situation. I have never seen another contract in this business except the ones that have been given to me. Okay, here's here's what I can tell you about my situation. 
And I believe, did not, if, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe Stephen said that this contract that he was talking about yesterday was not from the Correct. Right. Okay. So um, I have not been anyone's employee in 12 years since I left local radio on WHO in February of 2011. So nearly 12 years. I have been self-employed for the last 12 years. That The deal was structured that way to avoid anybody being able to control me or what I was, what I wanted to say. That's why we did it that way. Um, I have not had anybody here at the blaze attempt to put any constraints on me on what I can or cannot say. Um, I've not had any of my income tied to being banned on social. I've never even seen a clause in a contract like what he was pointing out yesterday. Not in any of the contracts that I have been presented. You would have um, never signed one either, and I would not have signed that. No, no. That was insane. That would that would that would remove the whole point of yes. why I, I I structured my own uh, endeavor this way. And uh, the Blaze have been great partners to us. I mean, phenomenal. I mean, I could, you know, um, not only are they good people, but the reality is, from my experience, not only are they good people, but if you draw an audience and we can monetize it, say what you want. I and if remember, you can't, yeah. then you can still say what you want. You just can't say it here. I, I can't. That's a pretty fair process from my point of view. I only okay? remember one. And you usually talk about all these things to us. I only remember one time in all our time with the Blaze where you came back and told us about a conversation you had with the Blaze that was about something we said. And then said, and the, but the only thing was like, uh, it's not about you saying it. It's just like, I, you, here's some inside ba- they actually like we want you to have more inside baseball so we can know how to possibly handle mm-hmm. landmines going forward mm-hmm. that's the only conversation you've ever told us about that's happened like that and it was a totally grown-up conversation mm-hmm. yeah i just i i don't have i have nothing but good things to say that's why i just signed a three-year contract extension with them and um in fact i didn't even know my contract was coming up they called me last summer to say, hey, your contract's up at the end of the year. We need to talk about a renewal. So I didn't even know that it was expiring. But I, So, I mean, I didn't hesitate to entertain any of the offers. I'm not sure that there would have been any other offers. I don't know. I mean, how many, how many places could provide a platform of this magnitude, pay all of us enough money to support our families, while giving us the amount of freedom that we have and desire right. and, and require at the same time? That, that is a very short list, even on the right. Okay. Yeah. Even on the right. So they allow us to say so much of what we want to say. We're probably unemployable anywhere else that's, right now. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. the master plan. Hey, we won't lose people. Let them say whatever they want. They're so radioactive. They couldn't uh-huh. go somewhere else and leverage it against us if they tried. That's actually kind of, would be kind of smart, kind of brilliant. But you know, there might be something to that yeah. actually. You know, I mean, I've talked many times. I've talked about the fact that when we were at Salem before we came here, they wanted us to, they wanted a, a required, I think it was weekly teleconferences or some regular in, intermittent time period with Kevin McCarthy when he was, I think, house whip or something at the time. You know, and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not doing any of that. And I didn't, I didn't do any of that, which is maybe one of the reasons why when I went to them and said, hey, you know, um, CRTV, remember, owns the show's rights and they want to take the show away from you and move it to CRTV. They actually didn't put up much of a fight. Maybe that's one of the reasons why. Uh, We will move on with Yolo Swaggins. 
who says hospitals being paid extra per COVID case or death will start becoming a bigger issue by the end of the year. And I think this is meant in terms of uh, public or uh, political backlash. Why are we paying or incentivizing hospitals to label things COVID? By now there's to what degree? I don't know because this can go a long way as there's so many ways to indict how COVID uh, was handled. And the fact that this was a specific COVID grift all along that uh, pulled the wool over eyes about the gravity of this situation, just, just taking care of it on that level. But you step outside of COVID and by the way, this is how healthcare works all the time. Mm -hmm. This is, this is why things are out of control in terms of cost. There's just zero transparency. There's manipulation all over the place. So, I mean, uh, take the ball and run with it because there are victories all over the place if you're willing to stick to your guns on this. I'm going to, that's why I'm going to sell. We can't have nice things. Um, because I, I think that the system, so many people within the conventional system are culpable and either have blood on their hands or ink on their hands um, that I don't think it it is possible within the conventional system for there to be a self-awareness reckoning, right? I, that, that, it's just so obvious. You know, Leanna Wen, she's like out there saying on CNN, I know I kill babies and you should still get this shot, but it doesn't work and it's yes. way overcounted. I mean, yes. they can't avoid it correct, anymore. Correct, correct, correct. Yeah, they... they I, that doesn't mean I think that we're not going to see accountability mechanisms. I just think it's going to come out of things like the Florida grand mm-hmm. jury. All roads lead it, it, to Florida. It, it's, it's going to come from a third party. I, I Internally, um, I mean, I, we didn't even have time to get to this because I just couldn't stop talking about Brian Kemp being in Davos while um, <laughs> Project Veritas is unearthing the fact that his state's getting scammed on critical race theory. But... I cover one of the one of the beats I covered a lot when I was a professional sports writer was minor league hockey. And I mean, I covered guys, you know, Eric Cole, who went on to win a Stanley Cup with the Carolina Panthers. Okay, I mean, I I covered I covered numerous guys at the minor league level and the junior minor league level who would go on to play in the NHL. And so at that level, you get a when you're covering them at that level, that's the feeder system. And you get a really good look at the culture of the sport and the locker room they're in. Right. And those were some of the most uh, patriotic, conservative athletes that we have probably in all the profession and and accessible athletes that we have in all of the in all of our professional sports. One guy. One guy on the Philadelphia Flyers said, I'm not putting on the rainbow jersey. And he wasn't even an American. One guy did. One guy. Looking at demographics, think there's only one player on that team that identifies as a Christian or a Jew? No. Of course not. Looking at demographics, think there's only one person on that team that identifies themselves as somewhat biblically literate, faithful? No. Of course not. But none of the American players would defy the church of the state and its idol, its iron cross, in this case, the rainbow. A foreigner did it. A Russian did it. And 
if if the level of groupthink and and cultic activity has permeated at the level of a professional sports manly masculine locker room like the NHL and hockey the idea that our hospital systems who just sat by and watched a bunch of these people die or just actively killed them i know are going to suddenly reach a critical mass of billing where they have to reconcile with all of the carnage they caused. Yeah, I don't believe that. No, you're right about that. I think of it more along the lines of, and both of us, I think equal odds of being right or wrong, but I think of it more along the lines of school choice. Like you, correct. You just got away be, with this for a long time on them from a third party, but you now you're grooming our kids. And, yeah. and, and in this case, you're killing yeah. a lot of people. So no, it's something's going to be done. Yeah. That's why I'm selling. Uh, Ryan is up next, who says, many people who pushed the jab did not take the jab themselves. I'm going to sell on that, actually. I'm I'm going to sell. I think there's going to be, I'm going to sell. They, there are going to be cases. Well, there'll be some on, cases, but, yes, but many, yeah. no, I don't, I don't agree with that. Magical and power all, I mean, and, and, and all who gazed upon the beast marveled at the beast and yeah. said, who is like the beast? Who would dare to wage war with him? I, I mean, I know. I mean, they're anxious to take the mark. Now, the people who are in on, who are in at the very inside of producing and know what they're doing, are they more inclined to, you know, virtue signal in public and then, you know, um, exempt themselves? You know, like you give up your gas stove while we fly a private plane yes. to Davos? Of course. But I think a lot of people beneath that elite inter inner sanctum can't couldn't take it enough couldn't line up to take it enough to show just how good special virtuous and compliant they were next the spirit of the age says brock purdy will be a franchise quarterback in the nfl oh sell it's a little uh, again like the story i don't think it's a crazy thought uh, it's not just that there's a long way to go but just in theory but in practice you know trey lance is over there like uh yeah that's my job and i plan on coming back and take it back this is not just like it unless they win the super bowl this is not like suddenly brock purdy's job yet it, you can you can have runs nick Foles once unplay once yeah. outplayed tom brady in a super bowl Okay. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, I, I, I think of when Dan Marino got hurt one year and Scott Mitchell went you know, insane and the Lions signed him to a big contract in the offseason, outbidding a lot of other NFL teams mm-hmm. in, in the early years of free agency. You can have these kinds of runs. Let me say this. Here where we live, we have seen a lot of Brock Purdy. We have watched him a lot. This isn't surprising. It's not me. surprising to some degree. He's, yeah. he's a gutty kid yeah. from a terrific family. He has some physical limitations. This offseason... NFL coaches are going to spend the entire offseason. He got sprung on him right now. Yeah. And Kyle and Kyle Shanahan is one of the best coaches in the NFL. And so he's not having him sit back there and drop back 20 times. They're running a lot of a college offense, frankly. He's rolling out, right? I mean, he's playing to his strengths. Mm-hmm. This offseason, NFL defensive coordinators and coaches are going to look at that film and spend the next six months breaking down what, what the tendencies show mm-hmm. he can do and he can't do. And next year, if he's still the starter, they're going to force him to show that he, like a Drew Brees, 
can overcome his physical limitations. Most guys cannot overcome their physical limitations. That's why for every Drew Brees, there's 50 that never, never become regular starters, let alone Hall of Famers, because if you've got physical limitations, they will be exposed in the National Football League. All right. That's what's happened to Russell Wilson. He can't run like he could five years ago. And so now his physical limitations are getting exposed. Okay. So I need to see what that process looks like when there's been an entire offseason, because we saw this at Iowa State. He was terrific when he burst onto the scene. College, more, the more he played, the more his physical limitations came up and showed up on film, you know, and the, the team was better his freshman year and sophomore year than it was his, his last year. So let's, let's see that first. And I, I, we'll see what happens when, when the film is out on him and, and, you know, you're not drinking from a fire hose preparing for a playoff game right now. So I'm going to, for now, I'm going to sell on that. I will say there's just a ton to be said though, that to see that guy was the man. Absolutely. For four years at Iowa State, uh, was a leader of young men for just doing what we're doing now. I would honestly take I, uh, Brock Purdy over CJ Stroud, like long-term. No, the ceiling is much higher with those guys in a betting in, in terms of a value bet, but to, to just come in and have the wherewithal to not give a rip. I was the last guy chosen. He's there's so much built into his TAA uh, DNA about being a leader and having to take things on your shoulder. And now he has to do things in reverse. Mm -hmm. He had to at Iowa State get outside his comfort zone all the time, try to throw balls into places that he shouldn't just because that's the only way they were going to win. He doesn't have to do that for the 49ers. I mean, it helps when you're surrounded by yeah. two of the 10 this best offensive skill players yes. in the NFL, Debo yeah. Samuel and Christian McCaffrey. Right. That helps. And I think Debo has been banged up, but I think he just came back. But uh, it's an incredible run. I just, I, we've seen this before, and I think we need to see what happens when there's an off season to break the film down on him. And now you realize, I need to see that guy throw that 20-yard out route mm-hmm. on third and nine. All right. And we're not going to let him escape the pocket and run around and turn it into a college football game. We're not going to let him do that anymore. And they won't next year. They won't. That's that's assuming he's even the starter there next year. Yeah, I've kind of been waiting on the same thing. I mean, I will say this. If he were not good, six games is enough. Oh, that I agree enough. with. Yeah. At the very we least, just don't know how he's, good got, he he's got a future in yeah. the NFL, either yeah. as a prized backup yeah. or a, a, some form of a, you know, a starting quarterback in the league. You bet. I completely agree with that. Makes yeah. good decisions quickly. That's a winning combination. One go. more before we go to break here. William Dudley says the person behind last week's FAA outage was a coal miner learning how to code. <laughs> nice. <laughs> very nice. I, I like the snark, so I'll buy. I like the snark, so I'll buy. That's it. We've got about uh, nine or ten more left for overtime. All right. And we'll get to those uh, right after the show today at blazetv.com slash dace. That's where we will record bonus buy, seller hold for the overtime for Blaze TV subscribers. And blazetv.com slash dace is also where you can go to become a Blaze TV subscriber if you're not already one. When we come back, the weekly profit of woe and lamentation will be joining us. Imagine if I would have been doing an ad a few years ago for My Patriot Supply and warning you, you know what, stock up on toilet paper. You never know when we might run out. 
And y'all might have just thought that's the most ridiculous thing. And and by the way, I had not done that ad because I all sort of thought that sounds like the most ridiculous thing. Yeah. Uh, then it happened. Which is why make sure the same thing doesn't happen to you and we get caught flat-footed when it comes to the food supply. All right. Uh, change that right away. And get uh, prepared with My Patriot Supply at preparewithdace.com. Save $200 on a three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest food preparedness company. Uh, and that includes breakfast, lunch, dinner, even snacks and drinks, the full complement of the 2,000-plus calories of nutrition that you need per day. Uh, shipping is free. And everything arrives in unmarked boxes for privacy, if you care about that. Who knows? These days, you might want to go ahead and let the world know that you're prepping. Uh, go to preparewithdace.com right now while it's on your mind. Enough one of these kits to feed one person for three whole months. So save $200 per kit so that you've got enough money to make sure you've got one for every member of your family. When you go to preparewithdace.com, once again, that is preparewithdace.com. Let us welcome in... Once again, the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation. It is good to see you again, my friend, Daniel Horowitz. How are you? We're doing all right, Steve. And I'm stocking up on food, fuel, medicine, you name it. They'll take it all if we allow them. Absolutely. Which is why now with a new, uh, I guess we'll say, updated release date, Valentine's Day is the new release date for our new book, which I have, one of my author copies here. You'll like this. We have it prominently displayed nice. here on set, Rise of the Fourth Reich, confronting COVID fascism with a new Nuremberg trial so that this never happens again. And then Aaron decided to add a little decorative flair there with the noose, because I know both of you would be, both you and I would be totally in favor of heads swinging from trees after after a fair trial, of course. At this point, we need to clarify that. After a fair trial, uh, of course. All right. But I thought uh, I thought that might lighten whatever mood you're in. I thought seeing that display may lighten your mood at least a little bit, Daniel. Bring at least a little bit of a smile to your face. And you know, Steve, if it doesn't happen in this world, the smile on our face is because we know it assuredly will happen in the next world. Indeed. So I got to get your take on something that I, I came into the show today and I looked at Aaron's rundown, uh, what was in the montage, and I'm like, yeah, I don't typically want to do, you know, what the conservative media handbook says is the low lying fruit. But I got to get down on Greta Thunberg staging her own crisis actor agitprop arrest. I, I, I Sometimes sometimes the low lying fruit is the best fruit. You know, keep it simple. Just grab it and, and partake. And, and then we got, to, we got to a point in Aaron's montage, though, where he starts telling us about yesterday's Project Veritas video and how they unearthed a teacher in Georgia who is openly violating and flaunting state law against teaching CRT, critical race theory, in the schools. He just named it something else and did all the exact same curriculum, and he's bragging about it on camera and how much money he gets subsidized by the state for breaking the law and everything else. And, and then Aaron ended it with... Governor Brian Kemp could not be reached for comment. He's in Davos at the World Economic Forum. And I just thought to myself, if that, maybe in my whole career, Daniel, if that is not the perfect portrait of what it means to be a member of the American right. So here's, 
you know, here's Project Veritas over here. Here's James O'Keefe and his staff, man. They're schlepping. They're hustling. They're grinding to save America. I mean, how they even found out about this guy, the time it takes to get in his orbit, to gain his trust, to get undercover. That's not something you just did in a week, right? That, there's an effort. Right. And so they're grinding to save America, like a lot of our listeners and viewers are grinding to save the country. Right. And, and then the Republican in charge of the state just can't be bothered right now to do something about this because he's over in Davos with his girlfriend. Right. You got you got all the work done, everything your husband said that he wanted. You even got the bikini wax. All right. Except he spent Friday night with his girlfriend instead. So you're still home alone. I mean, that, that's that's really what it means to be a member of the American right. Am I wrong? Steve, this is what it is. The Democrats move inexorably 400 light years to the left. Republicans move over with them, commensurate with how much they move over. Then they step back three baby steps and we fight like cats and dogs and create an entire industry over that landscape of three tiny steps. And, and that's what it is on every issue. You know, I almost missed your show today. I was just knee deep in a project on energy. Energy is something that it's tying into the Greta Thunberg thing that more or less on paper, more than some other issues so like the homosexual agenda and, and medical freedom, COVID uh, re Republicans on paper are kind of all in agreement. Like this is terrible. This, um, you know, the inflation and going after our drilling and everything. But if you look carefully, they all buy into the core premise of what got us here to begin with. They buy into carbon being a pollutant and a bad thing that it's called that it determines the temperatures that you could undetermine the temperatures that way uh, by doing their green energy scam. There's supported T. Boone Pickens and 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 that type of garbage with wind and solar and in, in, in the your, your part of the country and certainly in Texas forever. And uh, and now there's this carbon capture scam, a new uh, venture socialist industry, by the way, supported by your governor, pretty much almost every Republican governor. I don't know, Steve. I mean, I don't know what why we even do this anymore. They agree to the premise of everything. And until we disagree, it won't matter until we use blunt force trauma to create a firestorm and pressure and show up. It won't matter. It won't happen on its own. And that is why, embodied by what you just said. You know, CRT and, and the tranny stuff, how did we even get that on the map? That was going on for years. Even the tranny stuff, it's going on for almost a decade. It's You had entrepreneuring people, like libs of TikTok with the transgenderism stuff, you mm -hmm. have Project Veritas, that have brought it to life and that created a firestorm. Without that firestorm, this would keep going on. As Ron DeSantis said yesterday at his press conference, declaring an end to all you know, mass mandates in hospitals, things like that, he said, this didn't happen on its own, and it wasn't going to happen on its own. It was his leadership. You have a column out at Conservative Review today saying, hey, what happened with COVID and the poisonous jab, uh, not an anomaly from which we can all just move on. Everybody overreacted, made a bunch of mistakes. Mistakes were made. And just move on because, you know, uh, this was an, quote, unprecedented time. Thanks. But rather, thank you, it was a paradigm shift that must be confronted and reversed. And I want you to go into that a little bit. And is that what we saw Governor DeSantis begin the process of doing yesterday in proposing permanent bans and restrictions on virtually every policy that we were that was foisted upon us during the the almost three years of COVID stamp. 
Steve, I didn't even mean to get into this, but what was the biggest uh, reticence in my mind to writing the book with you? Um, it was, I felt that because of the supply chain issues, by the time this comes out, it's going to be obsolete. It's not mm-hmm. going to be much of an issue. It, the, the, you know, the fraud's going to come out. And yet here we are. And this book needs to be read by everyone more than, more than I even thought. Because here's the deal. I'm noticing, and I speak to a lot of conservatives in legislatures. I'm like, man, I'm so glad you're in. Okay, here's my ideas. And they're like, yeah, we're going to ban abortion. I'm like, well, I thought you did already. We're going to ban abortion. And we're going to have a gun bill. Okay, it's, it's, that's nice. Okay, some school choice. And, and this is not even a back burner issue. This is not even number 10. And we have not stopped in almost a single place. I mean, Florida is now the, the first, but this Fourth Reich is still going on in the hospitals. The treatment problems, the masking problems, the vax problems with 49 out of 50 uh, health departments promoting it. Um, but the average person, you know, they're back to normal. They don't, they're not shut down. They don't have to wear a mask and either... They got the vaccine and it was water under the bridge in their mind or not, and they didn't have to and no longer do, and that's it. And what I open up with this column is what people don't understand where this is coming from, where this is headed. This was not an anomaly. So it was announced, Politico got a hold of this report. DOD is coming up with a whole series of vaccines that will be catch-all to alter the immune system in order to create a super soldier, but it's not just the soldiers, they control all the uh, civilian germ warfare as well. Mm -hmm. And they're piggybacking off of warped speed. This is what people need to understand. This is is where that noose comes in. Even if you didn't read all the things that you and I read for the last two years about the shots, but just the basic stuff that the government admits with fares and fee safe and the strokes and the blood clots and the uh, sudden deaths, and uh, New York City Health Department, literally on their Twitter, said you're more likely to get the BXX1 whatever variant if you are vaccinated. So that's the result of warp speed. That much we know. And they're like, yeah, we need to piggyback off the successes of this that now you don't have any regulatory safety nets and liability and anything. And we're going to do this five times over. Just today, Moderna came out with a press release. Their mRNA RSV shot. This is phase three. This is not maybe. It might happen. They are doing this. 84% effective, by the way. Um, They're doing this. They're going to shove this on every single baby and pregnant woman. This is even worse because RSV is more weighted towards uh, newborn. So this is really, I mean, every pediatrician is going to push this. I mean, Steve, this was the original antibody-dependent disease enhancement, negative efficacy, death shot. And remember, Nobody walking into abortion clinic doesn't know what they're doing nowadays. But here, anyone who goes to a pediatrician, they're going to say, I mean, kids get very sick from RSV. You have to do this. There is no structure in place Mm -hmm. to end this poison. This is a much bigger pro-life issue. The transhumanism, and this is coming from DOD more than HHS. That's the sacred Republican playground that they don't want to touch with oversight, but it's got to be the top of the oversight in the trials. DARPA, the Chemical and Biologics Program, uh, Defense Program, uh, Defense Threat Reduction Agency, BARDA, that's the lead on this. By the end of the year, they will have an, another mRNA death shot out, and it will have more support behind it than the COVID shots if we don't put this structure in place. To me, I, I think... The Florida grand jury 
is vitally important in in this accountability process. Something, out, number one, outside of Washington. I think too many people within the healthcare system have blood on their hands, ink on their hands from either engaging in what went on there for the last couple of years or promoting it, looking the other way, enabling it, um, collaborating upon it, that it was going to require some kind of a third-party entity from a, a perpendicular direction, in my view, not a parallel uh, one, uh, something that intersects with those interests and forces its will upon them in order for the external accountability that you and I seek and call for in this book to occur. Agree or disagree? Absolutely agree. And and that's why we focus at the last chapter on the policy solutions, primarily on the states. This is where it's going to have to come in. Um, right now, the state legislatures are in session. Very narrow window because they like to meet for three seconds and then cede the rest of the ground to the executive agencies. But this is this is where it's at. And we need a structure in place. I mean, right away, I, I see like I have to pinch myself, Steve. I can't believe the hell this is going on. At a minimum, this has killed several million people in the freaking world. Right. The MRNA. I mean, at its basic level, you don't need to be a scientist anymore. You should know all about this. It goes behind your lines behind your system to code you to produce an unknown, unlimited, infinite amount of stuff for an infinite amount of time and an infinite number of places in your body. Okay, and this has been proven again and again and again. And they're on the cusp of an RSV mRNA shot coming out. And there is no understanding that this ain't over with. They're just beginning. Oh yeah, we killed a bunch of people? Oh, let's do it again. I mean, we would need the Nuremberg if they took it off the market a year and a half ago and tried to like just cover it up. But they're openly plowing ahead. And I just, for the life of me, Steve, and I, and maybe you understand the psychology, pick your top conservatives, including friends of ours. This is just not a sexy issue for them. I don't get it. Hmm. No one's forcing me to get an abortion. They will force this on you. So however much passionate your audience is, I'm sure they are, about abortion, this is times 100 because you can't avoid this. And it's creating viral mean escape. It's creating shedding. So even if you could somehow avoid it, you can't. And, and there's no enlightened consent. I mean, what are you going to do when every pediatrician says uh, – our pediatrician already said it's a shame RSV shot didn't come out yet because our uh, two-year-old daughter uh, got RSV. They're going to put this in every baby. What are we going to do about it? That's why we wrote the book. Trials and execution. Yeah, to find out. To find out. Great stuff, my friend. As always, appreciate you. Thank you for joining us. See you next week. You bet. Let's close it out with your thoughts and the conversation we just had with Daniel. Gentlemen, what do you think? Has no one seen the Will Smith movie, I Am Legend? I mean, this is what happened. They actually, in trying to cure cancer, they kill everybody. The, e e even if... Everybody doing this has the best intentions, which they obviously don't. But even if they did, what Daniel said there about like what, what this is doing, just the bare biological facts of what we are doing, it's the damn deer hunter Russian roulette table. I mean, the, there's no such thing as best intentions. No. Right now. Because this entire thing is from the premise that the body that we're created with is just a ticking time bomb. 
That's so. There's no such thing as a good intention, or belongs to the state, or belongs to the state. Yeah, there's no such thing as a good intention when you start from that premise, and that's that's the bottom line here. Would it shock you? Would it shock you if COVID, the response to it, and then the ongoing regi- you know regime of of infinite boosters, endless boosters? new mRNA jabs for every conceivable disease under the sun and then endless boosters for that. Would it shock you if all of this was just divine judgment on the West? No. No. In fact, that might be the only thing that makes sense of all of this. Would it shock you if it was some form of a satanic dry run? No. On no. A, to implement a broader system of a tiered society? Global in nature would would it shock you if it was that? No, no. I'm, I mean, there, there's just never been anything like this in human history, and there has never been a a point in time in human history where anything like this was as installable and as it as it is right now. And we, when you juxtapose it to COVID itself, mm-hmm. the data we had that it's really just the bad flu, and we did have that pretty early on. Mm-hmm. And run for your lives. Mm-hmm. And now we have this, and it's uh, put another shrimp on the bobby. It's unreal. It, the no disconnect. Doubt. No doubt. All right, we'll come back tomorrow, noon to 2 Eastern, right after Glenn Beck, right here on Blaze TV. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace on the Blaze Radio Network.